so I would say for every step you take up that ladder through a network or through a connection through somebody that uh, pulls you up, pull up three other people behind you. Um, that's my advice because think about the pyramid effect we could have, the positive pyramid effect if we all did that. And um, it'll, it'll pay back uh, so many times too if you do that if you don't just look out for yourself but look out for your community hey everyone this is devin miller here with another episode of the inventive journey i'm your host devin miller the uh, serial entrepreneur that's uh, started and founded uh, several companies that have grown to be uh, seven and eight figure companies as well as uh, ceo and founder of miller ip law where we help uh, startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. Um, on today's episode, we have another great guest, uh, Anne, and I'm going to slaughter your last name, so I'll try and say Coquette. I don't know. Just Coquette. Coquette. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. I did. I made my best attempt. I've never been good at uh, pronouncing la- our names in general, so then it gets even worse when it gets to be harder. But Anne Coquette. And uh, she will tell a little bit more about her journey. She's uh, right now. She's uh, building the uh, the Guild Academy and been doing that and uh, and a few other things for the past while. Prior to that, she has studied in uh, Germany as well as traveled around Austria. Uh, worked everything from detailing cars to catering events to helping out on her husband's Kickstarter campaign for an iPhone case, and is now uh, doing some uh, things to create a, uh, a safe space and a, a conference area that's uh, done virtually to help women out in, uh, in various industries. And uh, so with that much of an introduction, welcome onto the podcast, Dan. Thank you so much, Devin. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a great pleasure. Well, oh, it's fun to have you on. So I went over a brief amount of your journey, but maybe if you want to start from the beginning and we can talk through a little bit about all the various things you've done and what's led you up to where you're at today. Yeah, totally. So Today, I'm actually the founder and CEO of The Guild, which is a global community of female entrepreneurs and investors and innovators all over the world. So we have people from Azerbaijan as well as El Salvador, which is super exciting and inspiring. And uh, what we do is we connect people, we connect them one-on-one, we connect them through events, and we also connect them to amazing resources all over the world in the innovation hubs and specifically in Silicon Valley, which is where I've landed eight years ago. So you might ask, well, you have some accent and yeah, it's a Sherman accent. <laughs> and so how did you end up in Silicon Valley, right? So it's been a long journey. So I'm going to take you on that journey, um, but we'll make it short, right? Um, and I'll also pepper in a few things, you know, what I learned during that journey, because I think we're all here to learn. We're entrepreneurs. Every day is a new learning, right? Um, and so so how did that all start? And uh, maybe I go back to, to Stuttgart and Germany and the area where I grew up. And you got to picture that area as, as an area where every sidewalk is very, very clean. And everybody has this little sign that if you are in a, in a house with multiple units, you actually move the sign from unit to unit. And it means that for this week, you're supposed to clean the sidewalk. And if you don't, there's going to be drama, Okay. And so that's the culture and the people and the area that I grew up in. And what it means is that it's a beautiful area. Really <laughs> because 
and I have a brother-in-law that's in the Air Force, and he's actually with his family was in the or in the U.S. Air Force, but worked in Germany. And that was uh -huh. one of the things that they commented at when we talked to them at one point was how clean the streets and the sidewalks and everything was. So that's the second confirmation that it's not just a it's a not just a a myth or anything, but they actually really you actually really do take pride in making sure that everything is very spotless and clean. Yeah, and there's a process involved, you know, and. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you this little story because it it shows you, you know, the cultural differences between the area where I came from and the area where I'm now, which is the United States and, Sil and Silicon Valley, where, you know, people break stuff and there's mess and there's everything is messy and and you you try things and you you don't go by process. You build your own new process. Right. And you challenge the norms. And so what I realized, I didn't realize I belong in Silicon Valley, but what I realized was I don't belong in Germany. And so that's kind of why I set out on this crazy journey, uh, actually first to Australia, where I did the car detailing and, and all those things. And what I learned, which is so important, I think, for any entrepreneur on that journey is, you know, you've got to really open your mind to other people's points of view, how they feel, what's their background, do they also have a sign that tells them to clean the sidewalk or is it different right mm. and when you travel no matter where you go i think you really learn that you really learn to listen you learn to understand that you're not right all the time you understand that you know um there are other points of views and people may have problems you haven't even realized they have so mm. they're worth solving and I think for an entrepreneur, especially with the prototyping mindset and, and user testing mindset, that's so important to learn and to learn all early on. Mm -hmm. And which then really kind of led me later on into that whole user discovery uh, process where when I now solve problems, I really ask first, you know, who is my user and what are their problems? And I mean, am I making a ton of assumptions that, um, maybe wrong like maybe i ask a few more people before i jump and go into solution mode and that's exactly what i did like every entrepreneur every good entrepreneur who failed a bunch of times when it was my time after my consulting career in in germany and in switzerland and in malaysia and england i was like okay i know it all because in consulting that's what you're supposed to do right you need to tell people what to do so i had the same mindset I knew it all, even though I traveled and I had all this background. And the first thing I did was I started an art business after my consulting career. And I didn't ask a single person in that industry, what's it like? How do you sell a product? You know, like nothing. So I just jump. thought I knew it all. So there's a whole bunch of things in there and we won't be able to hit <laughs> on all of them. But jumping back just a little bit. So you studied in Germany and graduated. And then you went on a bit of a world tour. And, and so if I remember when we talked a little bit before about, or before the podcast, there, that includes detailing cars. I think you mentioned catering event, you're a park ranger. So was it, you were you just a, a nomad wandering and kind of just whatever, something fun that came along, you just wanted to take an adventure? Or how did you yep. kind of find these different eclectic jobs as you wandered through the various areas? Well, there was certainly no strategy back then. I just wanted to explore as much as I could. And mm. it was a beautiful way. Um, what happened was Australia did this work 
holiday visa. And I think they still do that for people in their 20s. So you can go and for one year, you can just work there. So you don't need a visa or anything, which means you can do anything. You know, you can detail cars or you can work at Coventry Fasteners to implement their new Oracle system, which is something I did too. Or you can work at the the sausage factory in, uh, in Melbourne, which, which really was a sausage ham factory, was, was called um, John Small Goods. And I helped them uh, create the, the procurement system in SAP and, you know, and ran that during uh, someone's maternity leave. And so it really opened up all these opportunities with this program. And I think Australia is doing a really good job of bringing people and innovation through those programs and also startups now actually to, to help the country innovate. And it was super fun and I have to tell you, I mean, uh, you know, I learned so much and of course I failed a lot too, but all these experiences from, you know, car detailing all the way to, to Oracle implementation was, was so worthwhile and somehow taught me something that I later used in my, in my startup career. So the the last tangent, then we'll get back to your journey. So out of all of the travels and the eclectic different, uh, you know, jobs that you did now, which one was your favorite? Oh God, that's a tough question. My favorite. Um, I definitely loved the park ranger role in Kakadu National Park because it was so out of anything I knew before. And um, I was completely a fish out of water. You know, I had no idea about the bush. I didn't understand Aborigines. I didn't understand their culture. I didn't understand how they think. And yet I was there and I had to create this little camp at Twin Falls um, with, with another park ranger there um, that the Aborigines run the tourist boats there, you know? So uh, yeah, absolutely incredible experience and definitely something I could have never planned or, or prepared for. All right, so park ranger is the, the, the favorite of the bunch. All right, so now we, we, we take back, go back to your journey just a little bit. So you went, you know, you did your world tour, all sorts of fun and interesting jobs and, and did that. So how did, how did then you transition to the U.S. and what you're doing now and what brought you to kind of make, or, you know, go from doing a whole bunch of different jobs to, to try and build a, a community for, for women and, and to, with the guild? Yeah, so it was just one year where I jumped around like crazy and sort of lived lived out my teenage years and my 20s, I guess. <laughs> um, so I then went back to Switzerland, did four years of consulting, which also made me travel a lot, but obviously with a very different focus. Yeah. And then I went traveling again in South America for four months. Um, I was looking for projects as well that we could support with a nonprofit organization I had started on the side in mm. Switzerland. And somebody called me when I was in Brazil and said, you know, we have this project here in England, T-Mobile and Orange had merged and they needed a transition transformation project manager. So I made the decision to go back to England and do that for one year. And a lot of the people on that project had also worked in the US and I was always interested in the US and thought, well, maybe, maybe I should go and check out the country. And it was also my best friend's wedding. And all that culminated on me, um, you know, getting a, a ticket and uh, landing in Michigan, buying my red convertible I always dreamt of as a German, <laughs> as we do, and driving down Route 66. 
And on that trip, I met an old friend of mine who I met on that Australia trip like many years before. Mm. And um, it took two months and we got married in San Francisco. So it's, it's this crazy love story. And it really catapulted me into Silicon Valley without even knowing uh, what I was doing. And some of my advice to people is also, you know, go with your gut. Just just follow follow what your gut tells you. Not everything can be planned. And somehow life has very interesting ways how it leads you. And, you know, of course, you have to also listen to your brain and and make sure you have a plan of some sort. But sometimes it works out when you go with your gut. And especially when you start companies, like you, I want you to go with your passion. Don't do something that makes sense for the world, but you're not passionate about but you know, do something that you're really passionate about because this is going to be a long journey and it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. So do something that you really love. And so, well, I loved my husband and I loved San well, Francisco. That's always, that's always good. You your husband. You made a mistake. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we're still together. So, you know, eight years <laughs> in. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we landed in San Francisco and we started a, co- a company together to consumer product company that my husband ran the Kickstarter for. Mm. And that was something to uh, fill the gap between me being able to work and green card application and all that good stuff. Mm. And it was, it was cool because then immediately we found some wholesalers for that product. We also got our patents for the design and then we, we sold it in like 15 countries or so. Hmm. And um, it was first full-time, and then I started working at Genentech as well in their marketing and later their innovation department. And that really sort of kicked me into the, the thick of Silicon Valley and all the investors and the VCs and the funding and the, and the startup pitches and all that good stuff. And so I got to know the startup world and the small consumer product space, but I also got to know the investor space and the the accelerators and all those ecosystems that really help entrepreneurs get ahead. Mm. And the combination of the two was, was really pivotal in my understanding of, you know, the entrepreneurial ecosystem, which I didn't know before, right? Because I was just a consultant mm. um, and, and really understanding the, the value of your network too, because I got here and I had, I knew, nobody zero people right just my husband and a few friends and that was it i i didn't know like literally i i knew two people in san francisco when i arrived and now and now i i know a lot of people and it's because i really put the work into networking when i arrived and into going to all these networking events and uh, and standing there with this glass of warm Chardonnay in my hand and having a bad cheese cracker. And I thought to myself, you know, like, why am I listening to five guys on stage telling me something? And, you know, where, where's the nice sparkling wine? And where's the fun in this? And where's the diversity of thought and diversity of gender as well in all of that? And that sort of got me into that, that mindset of like, okay, you know what? I think we need to do something here because it's it's awesome to be on an entrepreneurial journey but Mm. why don't we share it with people and you know that was me starting to really step into my entrepreneurship and saying okay we need to understand what's going on here we need to ask the users we need to build Mm. a community around that and i started that with a ladies club and then 
four years ago, I transformed that into a tech startup that um, is now the Guild. Okay. So yeah, this is how this all came about. And in between, I did some, I tried some startups in the pet nutrition space, and I advised a bunch of startups in the digital health world, in the female health world as well. And I'm a mentor and advisor to Singularity University and brings a lot of really great thinkers to Silicon Valley and connects them to each other and also to the German American Accelerator and you know a bunch of other universities like University of San Francisco and California of the Arts, uh, Academy of the Arts, um, where I connect with entrepreneurs who are budding entrepreneurs and really help them sort of go on their journey and connect with the right people in mm. Silicon Valley. And that's, that's really what I, what I love doing, like connecting people and connecting the right dots to each other. All right. No, I think that's, that's a very interesting and, and fun journey to hear. So now as you're to take where you're at today, which is the guild, right? And, and so, and it, I think is the what URL is let's guild. Is that right? Yeah. Let's guild.com. <laughs> And so, you know, one question I've had, and I'll, I'll take it from the, you know, the, the guy's perspective, the man's perspective, because that's the only one I have. But, you know, so what's, you know, when you're in a support diversity, understanding that, you know, a diversity of opinion and thought and, and backgrounds, and I think everything from, you know, nationalities to gender to, you know, backgrounds to where you grew up, all of those can play and provide different diversities. But what are the things that, you know, if you're to look at the guild and as, you know, women-minded, women-run, what are the things, how do you help women or what is the focus or, you know, what do you do different than what would be some of the ones you mentioned where it was the man-run or the other ones run? How do you make that community that or support, you know, supports that, that's, or that population? Yeah, so we do it in two ways. One way is with technology. So mm -hmm. I wrote a bunch of algorithms to take your networking profile and my networking profile and see if there is a match there. And we do that for the entire community. And no matter what your networking intention is, we, we promise you that we connect you with one person for a month or per week. Mm. That seems to be a good match. And so it really keeps community fresh. So it's a little bit different to a lot of networking groups and communities you can join online. Mm. And, um, and I know of so many examples where people have found business mentors, um, board members, co-founders, invest investors as well, and people to invest in, right, from the investor perspective, that have really led to, to ongoing, deep, authentic, real connections. And that's what, what really the Guild is all about, these deep connections that we are building in the network. So it's not just a shallow hey and a business card exchange at a networking event, but it's uh, much more purpose-driven and deeper. And mm. at the same time, we're also supporting the community with content that is educational content that we feel that we hear from a lot of women they want. So now you could say, well, men would benefit as well. Absolutely. But we also add things that come up a little bit more often in the female community than when I talk to uh, my, my male mentees for instance in startups so we talk about self-confidence imposter syndrome we help you really create that financial forecast and create a strong financial forecast we help you think big you know we see a lot of ideas that that sort of stop at a certain ceiling so we we try to break that open and say what does scale really mean for you you know how can you get to those 
100 million people and, and create a bigger impact. And we also uh, connect with people on this emotional level, especially in the academy, where we say, look, what kind of a business do you want to build? Not everybody needs to build a unicorn. And that's what Silicon Valley is all about and the investment community. You know, they're hunting these unicorns that are 100x the value from when you invest. And what that means, you sacrifice a lot during the journey to, to go and create that hyper growth. So maybe you're somebody who wants to create a company that only grows 5x. Maybe you're somebody who puts the values of for the community you serve and your company first. And therefore, maybe you want to be a B Corp, a B certified corp. Mm. Or maybe you want to take money from other investors that don't expect you to grow 1,000x and uh, you do a revenue share model. And we really ask those questions and we, we help people identify that there's different paths in entrepreneurship and then help them select the right path for them. And if they want to go, you know, a thousand X, I will help them with all the connections in the investment world I have. And I will help them with the growth models and the business models that go with that. And, um, you know, that, that starts from marketing all the way to how do you, how do you serve that community that is already part of, of your user base, et cetera. And so, yeah, that, that's what, what we're supporting. And, um, you know, I am always asked, why is it just women? And I think at a point where we're still just getting sort of that two to 5% of venture funding that goes to, to women-only teams and about 14% to mixed teams and like over 80% goes to male-only teams. I think there is still a place for female-only communities that are safe space where, where we can discuss those questions and perhaps also the bias we encounter it doesn't mean that's the only solution, but it's one piece of the puzzle. And I hope that at one point we can also bring in more male mentors into our network and create more of a, of a diverse community. Um, but I think we're not there yet. And if anybody has ideas or questions about that, I'm also always excited and interested so one, to hear. One question I have that kind of dovetails into that, because I know that you have a connection with one of our previous podcast guests that we've had on the show, which is uh, Anita Gardine. And yes. Was that, was, was that through the guild or was that or networking events or how did you guys connect? Yeah, that was actually through the guild because Holly Jackson from the Microsoft Incubator connected with me to discuss partnerships with that um, uh, institute and us, uh, potentially at our conference. But this was before COVID-19 because we do a yearly conference and we usually do that in different locations in San Francisco. So she then said, tonight somebody is speaking, I think you should meet. And that was Anita. And so I made my way over from, from my co-working space in the ferry building in San Francisco to the reactor. And I met her and I thought she was the most amazing person I've met in a long time. And I really enjoyed the discussion she had there at the Microsoft Reactor. And I connected with her afterwards and we spoke for a long time. And then I said, Anita, you need to be part of the guild and we need to do a spotlight on you because you're just so inspiring. And that's what we do. We highlight, we catalyze people. You know, we want to tell your stories. 
and and that's how we connected and then ever since then we've promoted her events she has some pretty amazing webinars she's doing right now also during COVID-19 times about care teams and and then you know she's connecting me to one of her investors, Chris Ye, who already is an uh, expert on the Guild Academy. And so we're figuring out if he can do something together. Perhaps he comes to our serendipity conference, the virtual summit that we run in September this year. And so it's really a snowball effect. And, you know, I don't even know how Holly found me, but Holly joined the Guild, we met, and then, you know, that led to Anita and Anita led to us. And I think there's never many. know how you're going to make those connections. Well, I think it's interesting. So first of all, for anybody that hasn't, I would, I would strongly recommend Anita's an awesome, was an awesome guest and she's doing a lot of great things. So certainly go back and check out that episode and listen to hers. Um, but I think it's interesting that, you know, the networks that we weave and the people we connect with and, you know, how, how you make those connections is oftentimes, you know, can lead to, you know, always should be open to connections and making those because I think that it can lead to a lot of opportunities. And if you're so focused on never, you know, what you're doing that you have your head down to the point that you can never make those connections, you can miss out on a lot of opportunities. Well, as we kind of start to wrap up the, the podcast, and there's always about 20 more things that I want to talk about than we ever have time to. So where do you see, you know, see, you do a lot of things, and I think you still do a lot of, or a lot of things, everything from entrepreneurship. I think you'd still do some speaking, although with COVID, it might be a little bit harder, but at least virtually, and do a bit of community, community leadership, as well as do the guild. So where do you see, kind of with all of that, the next uh, six months to a year? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think uh, it's definitely on the educational part, because we're all kind of you know, in a new normal now where we work from home a lot and we don't have these connections every day serendipitously. So I think targeted content is really important right now and building your brand and sending out that messaging, even if it doesn't convert into um, paying users right now, I tell everybody, this is a great time to build your brand. This is a great time to tell the world what values are important to you because of COVID-19, because of Black Lives Matters, because of so many other things that are happening right now in the world, because our value systems are really a little bit shaken up by everything. And so it's also a good time to go back to the why. And my why is really, I want to see more female entrepreneurs in the world. And I want to see more solutions coming from female entrepreneurs, perhaps for the female population, see the world. And that's mm. true for women's health. That's been um, traditionally uh, not looked at as much and it's true for a lot of other areas as well and so I want to do my part to share my experience of the various different startups and the ecosystems that I've plugged in and I do that through the Guild Academy so we're definitely doubling down on the Guild Academy we're running a summer academy in July it's an eight-week program and it ends in the Serendipity Virtual Summit Mm. Uh, where you can meet investors in our founder funder lounge and and that will be definitely one of our focuses and then i am uh, i am also building partnerships with other entrepreneurial ecosystems that want to support that really early stage entrepreneur and they may not have the content and the great modules and the experts that can speak about it so we want to build more partnerships and there's something coming up very soon i can't announce it yet but I'm very excited about it. And it's going to be more in the digital health space as well, which is blowing up right now, right? Through, through COVID-19. So I'm very excited about that. And I think you know, doubling down on education right now in this time is, is a good strategy for us. 
Well, awesome. Well, I, I think that there was a good, and with all that, a good nugget in there. And I think that there's a lot of truth in that, you know, it, to making those connections have to almost be more of an effort now where you have at least, at least for the time or time being a people not having quite as many live events, not getting out as much or not networking as much, or just generally naturally making those connections. I think there's certainly a room for a platform to help to make those connections. So you can still be involved with the community, still be getting that, whether it's leadership guidance, support and all of the above. So well, as we wrap up, I always have two questions that I ask at the end of the podcast. We'll jump to those now. So the first question I always ask is, what was the worst business decision you ever made? Oh, well, I think worst business decision was working with the wrong people. Hmm. And we all lose our, we all, you know, as entrepreneurs, we probably had a job before and we leave these jobs because we couldn't really be who we wanted to be and we were also perhaps not surrounded by the people we wanted to be surrounded by and then it's even more important to make a decision and choose the people you want to work with in your businesses and uh, whenever I had people in my business that I hired or um, yeah hired Mm. that were not aligned with our values it was a disaster so make sure they're, they're really, you know, the right people that you bring in. All right. Well, I think that's a, a good lesson to learn. And I think it's one that, you know, it, ask that question. There's always a lot of interesting or interesting answers, but I'd say the most common one is always to do with people and hiring and who, or who you bring on and who you don't bring on and who you have to let go and all, you know, all the surround of that. So I think that's always a, a lesson I'd always reinforce to people is that there's a, there's a lot to do, with the people you bring in the culture that you build. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the second question I always ask is, so if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup and maybe we'll, we'll flavor it with, if you're talking to a woman, given that's what a lot of we, you guys focus on now, but a woman that was wanting to just get into a startup or a small business, just getting going, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give to her? Uh, so I would say for every step you take up that ladder through a network or through a connection through somebody that, uh, pulls you up, pull up three other people behind you. Um, that's my advice because think about the pyramid effect we could have, the positive pyramid effect if we all did that. And um, it'll, it'll pay back uh, so many times too mm. if you do that, if you don't just look out for yourself or look out for your community. No, I think that, you know, one of the, I think the mantras that I always like, and it's, it's throughout a lot of the business thing, and I can't remember who, there's a lot of people that push it, is the idea of, you know, the giving before you ask to get, right? In a sense, a lot of times when you go out and sell to a community, you give out, you know, whether it's give free information, give free advice, give free mentoring ship. But a lot of times as you're giving that and building the community, you get a return in many fold. And it's not that you're going out giving that, trying to get something in return, but just naturally as you're helping out other people and as you're building it and giving those things to others to, to build it, then it, you have that natural return. So I think that that's certainly a, a great uh, feedback for anybody getting into startups and small businesses, especially women, non-women or in either, in either case. So now as we wrap up, so people want to get involved. They want to go check out the, the guild and get in or do this, any of the events. They want to get to reach out to you or have any questions or looking for advice or mentorship. What's the best way to reach out and contact you? 
uh, go to letskill.com. We have a free membership and we have a paid one too. And there's all the information there. You can also connect with me directly at Anne, A-N-N-E, at letskill.com. Send me a note, ask any questions you may have. And our events right now are all free of charge. So check out one of our events and see if you like it and if that's the community you want to connect with. And then you can join us on our platform as well. And you can also make use of the one-on-one -on -one introductions and those, and those awesome benefits we have there. All right. Well, I definitely, in, uh, I definitely invite everybody to go check out Let's Guild and uh, make sure that they can get involved with the community and, uh, to, or, and to get and participate in that. And I appreciate, Anne, you coming on. It's been a, a fun time to talk through your journey. And we'll have to have you on again to, to see how, uh, as you make the transition to virtual events and how that goes and how you're able to build and uh, build that community. But thank you again for coming on. Um, for those of you that are, are interested in telling your journey on the inventive journey, we're always looking for great guests and people that are, have a good, a good journey to tell. And you can always go on to inventivejourneyguests.com and uh, apply to be a guest on the show. For listeners, make sure to subscribe and uh, so you can catch this episode and all the new episodes coming out. And uh, certainly for anybody that's needing help with any patents and trademarks, certainly feel free to reach out to us at Miller IP Law. Thanks again, Ann, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. And I wish you the best of the remainder of your journey. Thank you. Same to you, Devin. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Bye.